Okay, welcome everyone. Welcome to our 10th podcast for Renew Your Mind. Today we have Pastor Paul Grunenberg, um, our senior pastor at the Gaylord Methodist Church, and we have Pastor Jordan Chambers, our uh, youth and family minister um, at the same church, and you have Dana Hall, myself, as a moderator. Um, we're in a series um, uh, discussing and getting introduction to our pastors at the at the Gaylord Methodist Church. Uh, pastor Paul has joined us just this past July, so we have just uh, ended up our last episode, and he talked about how he, uh, he basically was a, a guy from uh, Ford Motor Company, and he how that career led him to a um, I'll call it a career in ministry, a life in ministry. Um, and I had asked. Uh, Pastor Paul, what his goal and vision was for serving as a pastor of Gaylord, if anything had been laid upon his heart to, you know, share with us. And so I'm going to ask him that question and hand it over to Pastor Paul. Well, it's a great uh, question, Dana. You know, what is a goal for serving anywhere? And the goal would be to, I think, first and foremost, we look back at what Jesus asked us to do, and that was to uh, spread the gospel uh, to the local area, to the greater area, to the state, to the world, in which he um, says it in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so my heart's goal is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, who was and is God in the flesh, who came to show all people who God is, God's great love for us, and God's desire for us to be in a relationship with God. And so my goal, on one hand, in Gaylord isn't any different than my goal was when I renewed my relationship with the Lord back in my 20s. Hmm. It was to share the good news. I mean, people, people are hurting. People are lonely. People experience brokenness, some on a daily basis, and they have no hope, they have no dreams, all they can see, they can't even see a white light at the end of the tunnel, that's how broken their lives are. And yet, what I've discovered in my relationship with God is that in the midst of brokenness, we can find healing, we can find love, we can find light, we can find a life worth living. There are people who may be listening to this who, you know, they're on their last, they're on their last thread, hanging on to life. And yet we've got a secret. Unfortunately, we call it a secret. Uh, but we've got uh, Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord of our life, we've got a, a vibrant, hopefully a vibrant relationship with God. And God wants that vibrant relationship with all of us. Uh, Jordan mentioned that on one of the earlier podcasts, that God desires all people to be in a relationship with all people. And so there are people out there who are hurting, some who have tried church before and said, hey, this isn't for me. But the reality is God is for everyone. And not all churches are created equal. Some have different ways of worshiping God, and God receives all their worship. Mm -hmm. uh, you just need to find a place where you can plug in. And at Gaylord First, we want to create an environment where 
anyone can come and anyone can experience worship, whether it's a traditional model or whether it's a more contemporary model. Uh, we have the two services. And in doing so, not only worship God, but enter into the fellowship of other believers. And that was so critical, as we mentioned before, uh, how other people have played a role in our spiritual development. And when you think that, you know, I can do this Christian thing on my own, uh, that's just not as true as you might think, is it, Jordan? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I read a really interesting book in my schooling uh, last year that discussed how Christianity is poorly designed for individual uh, relationships. And it is, it is, at its core, an individual relationship with God, but also, at its core, a communal relationship with others. And to forsake one without the other doesn't make sense. It does not work. And we have this very individual uh, mindset mm -hmm. in America. You know, you're number one, do for you, take care of yourself, have your life in order. Christianity is supposed to be a communal thing, a thing where we as a body of people, not as a random collection of persons, mm -hmm. but as a connected, intimate, personal body of people come alongside each other, help each other out. You know, I shared before some of the times that I've been helped. Um, and I remember it said going back in some of those people and those events that were formative and, and again, mentioning Chuck and, and others who would just come and pray for you and, and things like that. That is a beautiful picture of what the church is supposed to be all of the time, not just a few times or in some isolated events. This is supposed to be a regular aspect that when you're in trouble or when you're having difficulty, other people come to you that are Christians. Maybe they've been through it, or maybe they just recognize the the trouble you're in, the you know whatever it is that that you're experiencing, and they help you rely on God. You know, um, it, when we try to take it on of ourselves, it can be too great a burden to bear. Um, to go through life, knowing that God will give us strength is helpful, but it's even more helpful when we connect with each other mm -hmm. and we use each other. And then, you know, and that, that's a two-way thing. You know, when we want that from others, we have to provide that to others as well. Um, Jordan, how do you think spiritual gifts play into ministry? And it, the question goes to both of you, but I'll start yeah. with you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an essential, I mean, that's the, that's the start recognizing how God has created you, how God has blessed you in order to bless others and him is is step number one to be able, being able to do that. Mm -hmm. If you want to be able to minister to other people, whether it's in a simple, you know, just as a greeter um, in church or, or just, just in welcoming people, or if you, you think you have a call to ministry and you, you, you want to be an evangelist or a prophet or a preacher, whatever your gifting is, Step number one is recognizing what God has given you and being willing to take advantage of that, to say, okay, God has made me hospitable. I'm going to take that hospitality. I'm going to invite people to my house. I'm going to ask them how, how their life is going. Uh, you know, God has given me a spirit of prayer. I'm going to take it upon myself to dedicate my time in my life to pray for people and mm -hmm. things. If God has given me a, a, you know, a gifting to preach. 
first thing I'm going to do is find a place where I can learn and then a place where I can teach and grow from there. You know, those things are, that, that has to be your basic starting point, recognizing your spiritual gifts. And I also happen to believe that your spiritual gifts, they can be permanent, but they can also change. Mm-hmm. You might have the gift of this for a while, and then God says, "Okay, I think you need to use this now." And mm-hmm. and you find, "Oh, I, I've never, I've never been on this before," <laughs> and then and you're in uncharted waters. But uh, relying on the Holy Spirit uh, for that guidance, for that comfort, uh, He will also give you those gifts, and mm-hmm. and you will progress. And the beautiful thing about gifting is just like at Christmas, when you give a gift and you get a gift, mm-hmm. more often than not, the, the greater joy is when you see someone open a gift that you got them, exactly, and they yeah. love it way more than when you open it up and you're saying, oh, that's a cute sweater. It's it's when you give someone a gift that you know they needed. That's the spiritual gift joy, when you are able to obey God in mm-hmm. what he's given you, and you see it affect people, and that's just a wonderful feeling. What do you, um, what are some suggestions for how you can um, let other people know about the gifts that you see in them and they don't really think they have it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know how like can you think of some examples where you've done that or you've seen other people do that? Um, yeah, so when I look back on my life, especially as I was entering into this fellowship of believers, uh, well, Jordan is is pointing out that a part of what our job is to do, especially as pastors, as leaders of the church, is to help people discover their gifts, help people to find out what it is that they do, and plug them into ministry or give them an opportunity uh, to plug into serving God through the use of their gifts. So early on, one of my spiritual gifts was... I discovered encouragement. Mm-hmm. And that's just a part of who I am. And what's really interesting about the gifts of God is that sometimes we say, well, spiritual gifts are for the church. But man, I'm an encourager. And I was encouraging before I got into this kind of church world. Mm-hmm. And God had gifted me to be an encourager. And so that's just who I was. Now, how does that work within the body of believers. Mm-hmm. And so my encouragement always tends to be more towards God. You know, how's your relationship with God? How mm-hmm. are you with God these days? I mean, that was a Wesley question. How is it with your soul? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, the idea of finding gifts and using gifts um, is so significant, it's so important within the ministry of the church. And so when I look at Gaylord, uh, part of our job, Jordan, and my job is to help people discover their gifts mm-hmm. and help to provide an avenue in which they can use their gifts that God has given them to bring glory to God. So an example was if somebody has that gift of hospitality, how can we find a place within in our fellowship of believers, and this happens at any church, where that kind of gift of hospitality can be used. Um, my, my, wife, my wife's mother, um, her gift is hospitality. You go over to their house, man, she provides all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
and that's just a part of her gift. But don't ask her to step in front of a microphone. Right. <laughs> you know, don't ask her to get up and, and say something out loud in service. That's just not where she's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, sometimes we hide behind our gifts, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an encourager. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me to say Jesus' name out loud, right? Mm-hmm. And as a believer, we all need to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to use encouragement to share that. Um, Good example. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how my mother-in-law would share it using (laughs) hospitality, but she provides good stuff. And somebody could ask her, so why is it that you do this? And that would be the greatest segue into saying, you know, God loves me, and Mm -hmm. I want to show God's love to other people. And so Mm -hmm. all of our gifting should always kind of be able to serve God, serve others. But the reason for that gifting is so that we can glorify God. Mm-hmm. And so um, whatever it is that you're good at, uh, that might be an indicator of where God has gifted you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly there are some uh, spiritual inventories that you can take that would help to narrow down what that gift is for. Sure, sure. Uh, Jordan, what can you think of? Other, like, what are the gifts that you see in some of the youth, for example? Um, I mean, yeah. it's got to really pop out at you at times, I would think. Your culture these days has really changed a lot from when I was a young man. I remember the church, I was actually discussing this with a friend from college, how uh, the church I grew up in had programs designed to teach teenagers how to learn their spiritual gifts and practice them. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty rare nowadays, especially, um, to see that kind of focus and practice implemented in, in such you know a developed way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teenagers, you discover, even ones that have grown up in the church, are very unaware of the concept, mm-hmm. much less uh, aware of how to practice the mm-hmm. concept. And uh, if you tell them, you know, I think you can do this and whatnot, more often than not, the, the greatest message that our youth today get is you need to take care of yourself. Very rarely is, is yeah. there an, a, a push for a message that you need to glorify God, especially in, you know, when you look at all the avenues that, they, that the teenagers are in, whether it's in school or work or any other place, more often than not, it's about success for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of contradictory to the idea of gifting. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, gifting is the idea that you take care of what God wants and God will return the favor, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, God will always care for you. But uh, with teenagers, um, you can certainly see, especially some of the more private gifts like hospitality, like encouragement, mm-hmm. you can see that peek out. You'll see teenagers who. When a girl is crying in the corner, you'll see the girl, that, the first girl that goes and puts her arm around her, you know that's the girl that's got, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things, you have to look for them, and then you have to, off, more often than not, in today's world, tell them that they have that gift, even though yeah. they are probably aware of their own, you know, practice in that. Um, they just might not have a name for it. Yeah, yeah, they're just not aware of, of you know, the presence of it, or even the scriptures that talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how to how to make that flourish? How to use that constantly and develop that? You know. But I I don't you think that often people are not aware of their gifts? Yeah, 
Yeah, I would agree and, with that. Yeah, and sometimes you have to have someone else recognize it. And mm-hmm. um, I think yeah. subconsciously you're un- unaware of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Even though you might practice it on occasion, mm-hmm. and that's where people will notice, you know, I think you might have a, a thing for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, and you've mentioned this, there are some tests, there are assessments that you can get that help you based off of your personality, based off of your talents, which are all different things from gifts. But based off of those things, they can help give you a pretty clear picture of some of the gifts that you you very well could have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, the most important things when it comes to ministry, service, gifting, just being active, is willingness and sincerity. Mm-hmm. If you have those two things, then really the details of what gift you have or you know what service you're providing, they're minimal. As long as you are willing and as long as you're sincere, your service will be effective. And and Jordan, on that, you know, again, this all happens within the community of faith. And if if we were to suggest a, a perfect unity of faith uh, or community of faith, it would be a place where you could try things. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as gifting goes, you could try something, and if it's something in your wheelhouse or if it's uh, gifting in your wheelhouse, you should be able to hear other people saying, that was really you know, good or nice. And that's part of what leadership is about, is helping to identify those or help to identify those gifts. And we should always be looking for ways to help people find them. And when they do it, wh- whatever that gifting is, then they should experience the blessing within the community of faith. On the other hand, when you try something and you fail miserably, which people do within the community of faith, we should be able to hear people, you know, there needs to be honest conversations. Now, sometimes yeah. just because you fail doesn't mean you that wasn't your gift. You just didn't you appropriate it or it. Yeah. yeah something <laughs> happened remember as yeah. christians there is someone who opposes us who doesn't want us to succeed who doesn't want christ's message to get out and and that's just a part of the spiritual warfare that is taking place i mean we're talking about all these different things but again a part of what i would want for gaylord is for an environment in which people can not just thrive, but try, uh, try to live into their gifting, mm-hmm. to discover, but also to try to live into their gifting. Mm-hmm. Because once you find what your gift is, and once you plug into that ministry, you really start feeling fulfilled, not just a blessing, but you start feeling uh, a true fulfillment of what God created you for. And, uh, you know, Dana, you do some really, really good stuff at the church with our communications team. Um, you know, you send out minutes and you take copious notes. Too copious. <laughs> <laughs> but that I sense that's a part of your gifting administration. And that's an important gifting that we need to have. I need to surround myself with people who have certain gifts so that I can be as successful as God can uh, be in my life. I know, you know, Jordan is, Jordan is way off the charts creative. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you should see some of the things that he's done at the church uh, in preparing for the VBS, the virtual VBS we had. Um, just really, really off the charts creative. And, and yet there are areas in Jordan's life where he needs someone to help him. Sure. So that he can be creative. You know, I bet you, mm -hmm. if you look at spouses, you know how they say opposites attract. Mm -hmm. I bet you spouses oftentimes have the uh, balancing gifting that we tend to lack that help us to be more whole mm -hmm. in uh, our ministry as couples mm -hmm. or, you know, with friends. Uh, those are important uh, aspects of being within the fellowship of believers. We don't all have the same gifting. So when you see that that grumpy person uh, that comes in and they're like, you know, snarling, and you're like, the joy of the Lord abounds. What's going on? <laughs> you know, you may have the gift of faith, and they may they may have <laughs> they may have the gift of administration, or they may have a gift with working with hands and mechanical or wood or something. And their gifting is just not joy. Well, I shouldn't say that, but joy is something they're seeking. And uh, maybe you bring a little of that, little of that to them. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have gifts that want to do it. Uh, I'll say behind the scenes, they don't want, you know, all mm -hmm. this, uh, you know, acknowledgement, but there's so many people that do things behind the scenes and those ministries can be really small. I mean, not small in, in effort, but small, like easy things to do. Sure. So scripturally, you know, the picture is presented as a, a human body, right? Mm -hmm. And that all of the members are different parts of the body. I mean, how many human bodies have you seen with 35 fingers? Exactly. If you have too many, of the of the wrong thing, or, or it's not that a finger is a bad thing; mm -hmm. it's that it has its purpose, and that with God's design in His hand, it's just like His hand is all throughout the design of the human body, so too is His design all throughout that of the spiritual body of Christ. And when people see their roles and are willing to take on that role, good things happen. Mm -hmm. When people take on the role they're not supposed to bad things happen, or when people just refuse to take the role that they're supposed to, bad things happen. And that's how, that's how you know, we get all out of whack in our, in our service and our volunteerism, whether we take on too much, we take on the wrong thing, or we don't take on at all, or don't take enough. Sure. We have to be, again, willing and sincere to do and respond to what God has already mm -hmm. asked of us, because God doesn't... God doesn't ask of us things that are beyond possibility. Mm -hmm. Even if it were beyond our possibility, then it's not beyond his. So God does not call us to things that are impossible. God calls us to things that maybe we can't see or imagine. And then he provides. Mm -hmm. You know, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. And so if we're faithful to that, he will be faithful to us. That's got to be our prime thing. And it can be, it can be very hard sometimes to see the value of, of performing ministry because it can be tiring, it can be wearing, mm -hmm. it can it can be very sacrificial, um, and sometimes it can it can be so that we don't see the fruits of our labor right away. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most impacting stories I remember being told about this was a missionary to Africa who spent twenty years in the the same exact village without a single convert, 
and he he passed away in that village without ever having seen a single person. The very next people that came was a young couple that came to that village through the same mission agency, came to that village, and the entire, within a year, the entire village came to know Christ. And it was uh, super easy. And so the, the new missionary asked some of the folks why, and they said, well, we have heard all this for years, and it just clicked one day for us when you came along. All of the work that that guy had been doing, he never saw the fruit of his labor until he died, mm-hmm. and yet it was worthwhile. And it was effective in the lives of many people, of an entire village. And so it can be hard to keep going, uh, but as long as we're faithful, so is God. Can you think of any scriptures that that we may want to refer to, to Mm -hmm. think more about how to tap into our spiritual gifts? Right off the bat, one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 12. If you haven't read Romans 12, read Romans 12. Pick up a Bible, go read Romans 12 right now. Romans 12, 1 and 2, very, very famous verses, you know, uh, talk about the renewal of your mind, you know, just like we we focus on with this podcast, talk about the transformation of your soul. Right. But the rest of the chapter is talking about how you can do that, and it talks about being humble, talks about recognizing your gifts, and then it just talks about this big old list about praying with people loving on people, um, you know, not seeking harm for your enemies, mm-hmm. but being kind to them. All of these things that you can do to show the transformation. We love to talk about that. Do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But Romans 12 tells you all about some of these gifts in action. That's probably one of my favorites. I know there's more, but that's probably my favorite chapter on this. Mm. Well, I think that's great. Um, I think I think we'll end on that note. And... Um... Well, before you end, Dana. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in talking to the person who hasn't tried, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of Christians who have, like myself, been a Christian on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and are afraid to venture beyond that. Uh, to those to those people who are listening, who are out there, first first of all, you need the desire, and I believe you have the desire, but you need to take that step. Uh, I would encourage you to get with your pastor, whether it's at first Jordan and I, or if you're at a different church, mm-hmm. uh, get with your pastor and begin to have a conversation about how you desire to be used by God and to uh, find a spiritual inventory. Uh, there is uh, assessment. There are those online. All you have to do is Google spiritual inventory or spiritual assessment and and just take it and begin to look at uh, what those might be, the biggest hinder to stepping into your gifting is fear. Uh, again, you got to take the step, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Armstrong, one small step for man, yeah. one large or giant leap for mankind. Yeah. Uh, your small step may be a giant leap when you look back. Sure. And so, again... Find some other people who are either a little further down the road than you are or a pastor, and just take that first small step. It may be the biggest step you take. Don't Mm -hmm. let fear stop you. You know God is calling you to do something. You just may need a little help in finding out what it is. Yeah, that's great advice just to reach out to someone Mm -hmm. that can help you 
uh, get over that fear just for that one little step. And you will be blessed. Mm-hmm. You really will. And be a blessing to others. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you both very much. So um, that will conclude uh, this episode of Renew Your Mind. Um, we have a speaker, um, Dr. David Watson. He will be speaking at uh, Gaylord First, October 3rd and 4th. Um, he's going to speak about scripture and the life of God. Um, is there anything that either of you want to add to that? Yeah, Dr. David Watson is going to help share a little bit more about how the Bible interacts or how we find God in the Bible or how we find God in the scriptures. And if you're already a, a Christian and, and need to have a need to go a little bit deeper, this might be a wonderful opportunity for you to uh, connect with God at a next level, at that deeper level. Uh, if you're not a Christian and have always wondered, well, how does God and the Bible work? This would be a great opportunity for you to come and to just listen. Uh, don't feel any pressure. Just come and listen and, and enjoy uh, what Dr. Uh, Watson will have to say in regard to how the Bible, Scripture, and God uh, all fit together. I guess one thing to add is that we are going to always look for topics for the podcast, and we would love yes. to hear what your ideas are. And so please tell us that. You can go on our website. At the, the very bottom of every single page is a little spot where you can contact our website. And maybe if you have a prayer request, you can send it to the office. We'll pray for it. Um, but if you have an idea for a podcast, that's a perfect spot. Just put it in there, hit send. And we'll get it and we'll talk about whatever you want to hear or, or give it to us on Facebook or just call the office. One way or another, we want to know what you're thinking about. Great. Um, yeah, and if you want to visit Gaylord First in person, we're located at on 215 South Center Street. We have a traditional service at 9 a.m. and a contemporary at 1045 a.m. And if you need to contact the office, you need to reach out to anyone. Uh, we are at 989-732-5380. So thank, thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks, Pastor Paul, Pastor Jordan, and everyone have a great uh, rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks, Dan.